brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Do not adjust your digital device. What you are about to see and hear may shock and appall you. Join our hosts as they encounter countless thrills, spills, chills, and hilarity as they explore the very weirdest in pop culture. The following media is so strange, so beyond the scope of what is normal, it will make you ask the question, why does this exist? Welcome to another episode of Why Does This Exist? Chris. I'm Rob. And today we are joined by our very special guest who has not been on here for quite some time. It's also, well, technically WrestleMania week. It is uh, as um, as Monday Night Raw after Mania goes on and all of the big surprises and wacky things that uh, are going on. We are here slaving away with none other than Spaceman Frank. Yes, just like uh, one of the stars of this movie, Bill Goldberg. I only show up for big events. Oh, Jesus. And occasionally, you almost kill our heroes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, after you concussed it, but didn't tell yeah. anybody. Didn't bother to let anyone know, hey, I, I, think I, I think I have a concussion. What'd you do? Oh, I banged my head into a door on purpose. 
Oh, well, that, 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 that will do that. But today we are talking about the movie Ready to Rumble. This is our big WrestleMania um, show. We'll be doing Ready to Rumble, which is a movie basically told you why you should stop watching BCW, and it killed David Arnold's career for basically ever. Well, it, I mean, uh, it didn't really things. matter. He was married to Courtney Cox. He got he had freaking plenty of money, so oh, I think yes, he really he cared. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, I bet you the team probably came out on top, so they probably just agreed to, like, not do anything too messy. I'm pretty sure he still gets royalties from friends. Oh, he probably does. That's pretty if, so. if he if he if he doesn't, he at least like knows like every scream. Re- well, no, because spoiler alert: uh, the new scream. He doesn't make it, but um, oh, I honestly didn't <laughs> even still, know that there was a new scream. Yeah, they rebooted it and they brought him back, and he's dead. Maybe. Um, oh, I saw. Like, I remember seeing a poster for it in the movie theater, but it was in like a. It was. In, a little like any town USA town in New Jersey. I don't even remember the name of the damn town, but mm. like I saw a poster for it, and I because it was one of those three or four movie theaters. I like it even it had like a bait. It had like the little league poster in like of like the actual little league team town somewhere. So I figured that it was just like oh, this is like. Where every Friday we do like, or like once a month we play a retro movie just to get people into the theater because it needs to make money somehow. So, like, I just thought that it was like, oh, we're we're screening the original Scream for some reason next week. That's our big family movie of the month, a retro movie <laughs> oh, of the <gosh>. month. <laughs> Not knowing that it was, I, I guess now I've realized from this conversation that it was a poster for the new Scream, but. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, we are Why Does This Exist? We have a podcast that speaks about the very weirdest in pop culture. It is myself and Rob's attempt to take over the world. One of us is a genius, the other is insane. And if, you, uh, if you've been listening the whole time, then you've been chronologically following one of our descents into madness. But there's plenty of other ways to support the show other than just listening to it on the multitude of platforms that that, that, that we're on. Uh, support us by heading over to Patreon and giving us some money because that's really swell. You could give us as little as a dollar, as much as $10,000. That would force us to review the album Lulu, the collaboration of Lou Reed and Metallica. It is bad and we really do not want to do it. So we have put an impossible, a seemingly impossible goal on our agenda. And if and the upside to that is, well, if we're going to do this, we want to get paid, baby. <laughs> sakes, Rob has 367 children. To support, well. So little, that can go a long way. Poor wife, only she only goes on vacation when she's in the emergency room. They know my first name. She knows the doctors on a first-hand account. After about two hours after she delivers, they they're right there with a pina coladas. They they already know what's going. On. They just they let her out the door about twenty minutes later, and they say, "All right, we'll see you next week." This happens so frequently that the ER is known as Spa Day in that in that household. So if you really want to help Rob support his ever growing family, 
you please head over to patreon.com slash why this exists and be sure to give us as little as a dollar or as much as well, as much as you want actually and you'll be able to join the discord server and you'll get to yell at us and do all kinds of things and you can even have a conversation with us and just see how we actually are you can also follow us on social media at twitter.com slash wdtepod we don't normally use Twitter too much because it is, of course, a cesspool of insanity, but and very bad people. Uh, maybe we we'll do a bit more now that Elon Musk has bought nine percent of the company. So we'll see about that. We start to change a little bit. Craziness starts to get subdued a little bit. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, where people are less crazy and a lot more well normal, if you could call it that. Facebook.com slash why does this exist pod. If you want to support us in private, you can absolutely do that by sent by sending us an email or a tip or just anything that you thought was interesting that you'd like us to speak about by heading over by um, emailing us at show at gmail.com. And you can also head on over to why does this exist pod.com and you can and you'll see a bunch of extra articles and content, and you can listen to all of our episodes while, in fact, checking out our articles. We've got we've got a swell guy named Tony who ends up writing a few. He ends up writing a lot of the content for us. He's got some pretty cool stuff on the Bandween, and he's even got some related things coming out soon. So be so stay tuned for that. We're really trying our best to get this content up. But if you could give us a few bucks on Patreon, that would be really great. Patreon.com slash why does this exist? And if you want to just listen to us in the regular way, you could do that. But you can also help give us some money by by finding us on YouTube. The channel is the same thing. Why does this exist? With a question mark at the end. Subscribe to our channel. Like our stuff. Comment on everything. Give us feedback and tell us if you like the show or if you think we should do better. And we'll try to do better because that will help us be better people and or uh, host. Um, and eventually we can get enough subscribers to maybe make money, but we'd much rather do it through the Patreon media. Uh, you can also support us on our new home, Spreaker. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Stitcher, and our new friends, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, and Geo Seven. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Maybe it's Geo Seven. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but you need to. You should probably change the name of your company. That's the news. Here's the weather. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge from a ragtag group of rogues. Let's get on with the goddamn show. Ready to rumble. This thing. This film most directly responsible for the. The fall of WCW. In, yes, it could. One could say that this might have been the first, one of the first few nails in the WCW coffin. I would say the fifth one is probably Vince Russo coming in. But well, I mean, everything surrounding this movie, the fact that they fucking decided to put the World Heavyweight Championship on David Arquette, it's on on TV. Yeah, I would, I, I would consider this maybe not the nail in the coffin, more like the eye of the storm of shit that caused WCW in 2000 to lose like what fifty million dollars. Like this movie didn't make its budget back in a year. Yeah, and like you know, um, 
Vince Russo showed up at this time and David Arquette, like you said, won the championship. Like it's all kind of, this is like the fulcrum point. This is, this is the fulcrum of madness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the hilarious thing about it too is, is now David Arquette is like a serious professional wrestler. Like he actually just does that. Doesn't even act yeah. anymore. He just fucking wrestles. Yeah, Which like, I think what? is cool. Like, I, yeah. Have you have either of you seen the you Can't Kill David Arquette? Um, oh yeah. Documentary? Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. I haven't watched it, but I heard it was very good. I oh, believe man. it's it free is, on Amazon. I've seen it on Hulu for free. Also, it's really awesome. He's like this guy. Like the guy. Real. Like it is a true redemption story in every sense of the word. Like I have to hand it to him, and he's actually pretty good. Like as far as like. You know, a, an indie wrestler goes. He's pretty different. Yeah. yeah, like, um, it's a little cheesy and contrived. It's still way better than this movie. And yes. oh, yeah. when it gets real, it gets really real. I'm just oh, like, yes. what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. And, you know, like I said, better than this movie. Yes, um, uh, yet. Yeah. Yes, Ready to Rumble this, is a wild ride for other reasons. Yeah. For not the right reason. No, I I I had watched this for the first time I was when this came out in 2000. I was probably about 11 years old and my um my friend Lewis who uh I was trying to get to be on this show but uh, he declined because he goes early. That's, that's the excuse I was given. No, I'm in bed by then. So, you know, couldn't be bothered to be on the show. Um, you just didn't want to watch this again. <laughs> probably. We were going there to be, um, we were going apple picking, um, with, with our, like, our families were going apple picking and we were watching this in the car and we were cracking up. But, like, as, and I held it, I forgot how politically incorrect this movie was and how it has aged very, very badly, and now this yeah. has become one of those guilty pleasure movies where it's like, I cannot believe that I legitimately like this. We knew that it was a bad movie. Like, yeah. Like, like at the I point, wouldn't even, even call it... Even at 11 years old, I did. I knew that this was not a cinematic masterpiece. But, I wouldn't even call this a guilty pleasure movie. Like, we watched this, and I was just like, it, it's bad in a way that... It's not like fun to rewatch. It's just like, oh, okay, they they made that joke. Like, yes. you know, it's not it's not that cheesy level. It's just like, oh, this is just this is zero effort across the board. Yes, the, it, something is it's identical to every single late nineties lower comedy movie. They're all the same. They'll have basically the same plot. This just has the professional wrestling angle with that. But otherwise, it's like I like it's the most generic cookie cutter like uh, buddy comedy of the late nineties, pretty much. And it, 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 like, every stupid like every like oh, there's a poop joke, ha ha. You know, it's like freaking like Joe Dirt like level. It's just toilet humor. I mean, much. even from the very beginning, their jobs is that they're they're a they're a porta potty like toilet se- septic tank like business like. Yeah. It was a poop from the start. Yeah. And like, within the first 10 minutes, David Arquette is sticking his thumb up his butt in order to get a free Slurpee that probably costs like, in $2,000, like 49 cents. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't need to be doing this. Why is this happening? 
Like, uh, just yeah, I guess oh. there's nothing to do in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah. Which is uh, where the movie takes place. Which is like, I read apparently, like, they basically said it in Wyoming because the villain was supposed to be Eric Bischoff, who lived in Wyoming. So that's why. <laughs> really? Appar- yeah. Um, Tony Sinclair, the villain of the movie, who is somebody in The Sopranos. Oh, um, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. He was supposed to be Eric Bischoff, but by the time this movie like actually was getting made, he was fired, and Vince Russo took over. So like that's why it's in Wyoming. It was essentially essentially supposed to be Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff like put all of the people he liked in the movie as extras. So like all the wrestlers were like Bischoff's boys, oh, and then yeah. like he he got fired, but like they still got to get paid, and like. Hopefully, got like their SAG award or SAG cards and could get health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a lot of the like that was the logic of the movie. Like we're we're trying to promote WCW. This guy got fired, but we still gotta fucking make this. <laughs> Let's just do our best. <laughs> yeah. Notice how like notice how um how how Kevin and Scott Hall made absolutely sure to not be involved in this project whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hogan, too. Yeah, Hogan, too. <laughs> Macho Man is barely in it, and it's yeah, almost... It's like, yeah, it's almost, like, totally... For, like, it's almost completely forgettable that, like, yeah. even in it because of so much other ridiculous crap happens from yeah. the movie. Yes. And we get uh, Maskless Ray Mysterio, which is weird. Yes, yes yeah. we do. Who apparently also got hurt making this movie. It's oh, like, no. oh, god damn it. <laughs> and Jimmy King's stunt double was the uh, departed Chris Canyon. Which, like... Which is interesting. Yeah, can we talk... I, I, we haven't really gotten to this movie. Can we talk about, like, how Jimmy King is apparently, like, undefeated, the best wrestler in the world, like... The he he looks like he looks like Laszlo from what we do in the shadows. Like, <laughs> like he how is he? Yeah, like how is this man the world champion? Like, like ridiculous winning streak. Like you have Bill Goldberg who also had a winning streak in real life that yeah. did not compare to this. It's like how is this man the champion? Yes, yeah, like Goldberg is reduced no to his tag sense. team partner in this. Jimmy King was played by Oliver Platt, who's like not anywhere near a professional wrestler, and like nor is he in any shape. So no, like I heard he's supposed to be based on like basically like royalty free Jerry Lawler mixed with Ric Flair. Yeah, and like, but both those guys have some sort of like physical fitness. Yeah, even Jerry Lawler, like. This guy, like, and then, oh my god, he starts rapping, and, like, oh my god, it's just, how, they couldn't find any, like, like, I get Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, he wasn't the best right now, but, like, you couldn't find someone similar to him. You couldn't yeah. find any muscular man to play this role. They could have just gotten, like, any WCW to, like, just it plays somebody else, and nobody would probably remember. Like, they they could have just like, like had, for God's like sake, for God's sakes, they could have gotten Glacier of all people to do this, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have happened. 
you know why Hogan probably wasn't in it is probably because he wanted to be like the the Jimmy King of this movie, and they're like, no, you're you're Hulk Hogan. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be in it then. <laughs> oh my god! Like thinking back now, like could they not have picked like a developmental person and like basically pull a Zeus? Where like Jimmy King becomes a character on TV, and it's yeah. like you job me out on TV, brother. Like, like that would have made more sense. Like Albert Platt's not showing up on WCW. They got David Arquette for that. Yeah. Well, they did have um, John Cena when he was the prototype, making like That's a true. very brief appearance in the background in mm. one of the scenes just as an extra. So, which is just like that. Why was he there? I, I. I've I yet to he hear just, the story of... I think he just what? happened to be working out at the gym and they were shooting a movie there. Yes, I think that's actually what it, exactly what it was. It was like, because they, they actually shot that in, like, I guess one of the training gyms for, like, WCW or something. So, like, he was just there working out and, like, they're like, oh, we're, you're going to be an extra. <laughs> yeah. Just hilarious. So now we haven't even gotten into the plot of this movie, so I think we should yeah. start there. Awful. Um... <laughs> The, the movie, well, basically, we've got these two fellows. Uh, actually, Frank, you're the guest. You talk. All right. The people so, come in for your voice, not mine. <laughs> All right. So we have David Arquette and Scott Kahn. I refuse to remember their character names. They, Gordy and Sean, which Gordy sure, is a terrible Why name. not? Gordon, yeah, Gordy fact, is a probably, terrible name. Gordon yeah. is, in fact, one of the worst names I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's, it's like a name that's, I was, that's a name that you just name your child if you hate it immediately. I was going to say, Gordy is a name, uh, spoiler alert, I work at an animal shelter. A particular, particularly pitiful animal, I'd probably name Gordy. Um, <laughs> like, alright, you're, you're, it's okay. Uh, but, anyway, the, so... The, one, they, the one-eyed, one-legged dog would get the name Gordy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, they are, we'll call them sanitation engineers. Um, they have no direction in life. They're they, literal shitheads. Literal, oh. literal, there's a lot of shit jokes in this movie. A lot of just, yeah. just Too, dripping very, shit, very drizzling shit. Yes. They, um, after setting up their the characters, sex. As the dumbest wrestling fans in the entire world, just like, hey, here's what we think of wrestling fans. Like, we're not going to treat you like human beings. You're these people, these catchers of humanity. Um, Somehow they get tickets, but um, to Nitro in Cheyenne, they go about doing dumb shit. They get there, and then. Probably the actual plot of the movie kicks in at this point. After like 15 minutes of like poopy poopy fart farts, um, we're dumb. Here we go. Um, Jimmy King is having a feud with the owner of WCW, Titus Sinclair. Um, why they did, couldn't get Ted Turner, we'll never know. <laughs> um, but he probably he, had anything to do. <laughs> he was just like counting his money. He was busy that day. Yeah, um, I would be busy. I screws McDuck, but if I were Ted Turner. Yes, exactly. Like, he was busy, so they got Titus Sinclair, who was supposed to be Eric Bischoff. Uh, 
He not so subtly is playing to screw Jimmy King, played by Oliver Platt, a middle-aged, not very athletic-looking person, um, by basically having half of the roster murder him in the ring. Oh my um, god, it's like a fucking beatdown, like yeah. you can believe. For God's yeah, sakes, like, they even got Van Hammer in this, and if anyone even remembers that guy. Yeah, like, it's him. DDP is the main bad guy of the movie. Like, physically, he's he's the main henchman. Um, which is weird because he seems like such a nice guy in real life. But like, yeah. in this movie, he's the devil. Um, <laughs> he does like he screws over Jimmy King. They all beat him up. Like, it's literally like a bunch of people are beating him up. Sid Vicious is beating him up. A bunch of people run in. They act like they're gonna save him. Just kidding. They're gonna beat the shit out of him some more. This causes our heroes, uh, David Arquette and Scott Cod. To literally cry on the way home. Yes, this is after, a tri- this is a like, this is a big like parody of the of the Montreal screw job, which we talked yeah. about during which we talked about on one of the early episodes, and I think we'd honestly need a whole another episode to just debate on whether or not that was a work or a shoot. Yeah, so but let's like, not get into it, it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a pair because like it's like. This movie is like weird where it's like it acknowledges wrestling is fake, except for when it's like, oh, this is real. He's actually getting murdered in the ring. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, um, like they show them like calling spots and shit. But then it's like, oh, but we're going off script. Oh, no. Also, thinking back, this is Nitro, but I don't remember them like showing cameras filming this. Like, oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like a, a, a dirty amphitheater. Like, Middle of nowhere, they decide to murder Jimmy King, our hero. Our he- our other heroes are crying, weeping, distraught. You know, they sang the rap. They stole some seats to get closer to watch their hero get murdered. Um, they crashed their poop truck because they drove their work vehicle to this event, which, like, I feel like now would be like, oh, no, why would you do this? Um, and then... Yeah, like I, they, they, I don't understand how neither of them have normal cars. Yeah, like they, they they're losers. Like, like they like fucking drive a poop truck for a living. Yeah. yeah, they talk about how they inherited the poop truck and like that. Basically, the poop truck is the only source of income they have. Yeah. Owning this truck is the only way they make money. So of course they flip it the fuck over, crying over their fallen hero. Um, the cops show up, and meanwhile, uh. David Arquette's dad, I think, is a cop who pulls a gun on them frequently to a distressing degree. He he seems unwell. He talks about how it's like, you know, your sister shot somebody today. I was very proud of her. It's like, ooh, no. Um, That does not age well. Well, Um, Later on, he shoots, he just like shoots the refrigerator and like all sorts of like juices pouring out. (laughs) Like, this man like oddly erotic. Yeah, like, yeah. He keeps like grabbing their balls and stuff. Too. <laughs> he, yeah, he constantly molests son's best friend, which is a great yeah. way to bond with your son, I right. guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I think they show up, and then like a toilet paper truck shows up and like crashes. Yeah, yeah, it crashes, yeah. and it just has a bunch of loose toilet paper. They take this as a sign that they need to help their hero. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
as opposed to like being like, hey, we almost died in a car accident. Maybe we should do something with our lives. Like we've destroyed our source of income. Maybe now is the time to actually apply ourselves. You know, my dad keeps telling me to become a cop. Maybe if I just do that and, you know, pay down some bills and, you know, figure out what. It- nope. We're going to save our hero. Um, and that's kind of, I would say, act one. Um, just, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of nothing. The best part is like, hey, remember when Bill Goldberg was a young man? Um, remember when all these yeah. people, when all these people were young? That's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the time, DDP was probably like 45. <laughs> yeah. Comparatively young. Well, yes, comparatively young to now, which he is in fantastic shape, but he, he does look rather crypt keeperly. Yeah, his face is a little craggly, but yeah. you know. It- if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Honestly, like, watching this movie, I just kept thinking, like, man, he should have cut his hair short way earlier because, like, the curly hair mullet. Same with Sid Vicious. If oh my god, Sid oh, Vicious. Yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, seeing them in this movie, it's just like, man, if you just cut your hair, you would have looked like you would have. I would have been like, oh yeah, DDP world champion, Sid Vicious, like even more world championships. But he just looks like a pool-headed motherfucker. Like, uh, <laughs> I can't take you seriously, man. I know you're like taller than me and just would destroy me, but I just. Uh, but anyway. He All that a happens. big softball aficionado. He actually softball more than wrestling. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Yeah, but I mean, shave those sideburns, the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so they, after way too long, they track down Jimmy King. There's like they get the Shermanator from American Pie. Yep. He goes. He He's, finds. He basically doxes Jimmy King. Yeah, somehow. Oh, yeah. And, and his father, and he's terrified of his father, who thinks that everything that anybody does is a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's just a whole bunch of shit. Like, this movie is like, hey, like, here's like five minutes of plot surrounded by like 20 minutes of nonsense. Um, yeah. 
Like they end up hitchhiking like, because they have no vehicle. They end up hitchhiking cross country. With- they teach him to play Running with the Devil by Van Halen, which is kind of funny. And yeah. It turns out that the nuns are the whole time because why? Why not throw another poop joke in this? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's also like wow. They they played like half the half of Running with the Devil essentially. They started acoustically and then they like play it in case you're like. What is this song again? Oh yeah, the very popular song "Running with the Devil" by Van Halen. You know, yeah. you get it, you get it. We spent yeah. three minutes of this movie on yeah. this because they're uh, nuns. That's what makes yeah. it funny because they're nuns and they're mm-hmm. running with the devil. Hoy, yeah. hoy, hoy, get it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like this is very drawn out. Mm-hmm. And then so they end up yeah yeah this is supposed to be a comedy for everyone who's been paying attention the whole time. (laughs) Yes, this is not this is not a dramedy. This is not a romantic dramedy. This isn't even a documentary dramedy. It is indeed a comedy. Yes, it's not Um, even based on a true story. Yeah, (laughs) yet, Um, yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so they end up going down to Jimmy King's uh, castle, if you want to call it that. And they meet his. They meet one of his uh, ex-wives. I forget if they mentioned that he was married a second time, but they. Yeah, yeah they it's, it's he was married multiple times. Yeah, I think they say. Yeah. yeah th- anyway, they meet his. Uh, they meet. I guess his most recent ex-wife, uh, played by Carolyn Ray. Um, uh, Sabrina's sure. aunt. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not sure if she recovered after that. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, she's there. She basically tells. Him, well, he's an asshole, and he like he left me, and he like stuck me with this mortgage and all these bills and everything, and now I'm broke. And he also gave me crabs because he cheated on me. And she's like, "Do you want to see the crabs?" And David Arquette is like, "Yeah, okay." And then like they don't obviously they don't do it because then they meet the prince, his son, who has a terrible like tooth decay and like homemade <laughs> that I think are wooden. Yeah. Somehow even in worse shape than his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So then they find Jimmy King in a trailer park dressing in drag and you know, because of Yeah, it explains like, I don't do know, a like, horrible politically incorrect joke. Let's like let's do a gay joke because that's funny. Um and it's just like it's like something like, What if the king's a queen? Oh, say it ain't so and it's like really that be the worst possible thing that you that <laughs> your heroes into? Other than everything that you've just heard from his ex-wife and his son about how he's a loser, yeah, like even like our, even like the person our heroes are supposed to like be their hero. Like this is supposed to be like um the man, and he's just the worst human being ever. He's really like honestly like a, such a loser. Yeah. Like like you're supposed like. Like the movie tries to build it up where like you want to root for like it's trying to tell you that Jimmy King is the good guy. But the if you keep adding to the list of felonies throughout the movie that the three of them commit, like yeah, WCW is just trying to run a legitimate business. Tyson Sinclair is like right here for doing what he did. Because Jimmy mm-hmm. King is also revealed that he's you know, it's it comes to it, it comes to fruition pretty quickly that he's a drunk. And that he's drunk at the tapings, and that he's drunk. Yeah, he's wrestled drunk, which is like you yeah. Know, yeah. So it's like yeah, they out. they had every right to do what they did to him. Yeah. Yes. Not only are wrestling fans losers, wrestlers themselves are losers. Come watch WCW. <laughs> yeah. 
It's almost like they were trying to purposely kill themselves, like WCW with this. It's like, they're literally just showing, like, it's a terrible movie, and it's like, they're showing how bad everything in the wrestling industry is. Like, oh yeah, look, wrestlers are fucking drunks, and and like, oh, oh, you know, like... And they cheat on uh, their wives. Yeah, Yeah. and wrestling fans are fucking idiots, like, complete idiots, like... It's, it's well, like there tr- is like there is a uh, there is a long-standing theory that Vince Russo has refuted. Um, there's a long-standing theory that Vince Russo was a double agent in WCW. Yes, purposely I have heard this theory. and had purposely mm-hmm. tried to dis- and purposely tried to destroy that company and was being paid by Vince McMahon on the side to destroy yes. WCW from within. Uh-huh. He's referring I mean, to that, and I mean, at this point, it really wouldn't make a difference if he did. If he told, if he, if it really was the case, and he said yes because Vince McMahon owns WCW. Yeah, but he, um, he has he has stuck to his guns on that one and said that he <laughs> he was not being paid by both ends to kill WCW. I feel like there's enough evidence of wrestling being stupid. With or without Vince Russo, that right. I feel like, like no, like he probably just screwed it up on his own. Like right. he didn't need it's, extra motivation. Especially, especially if you look at WCW's track record. I mean, there's an entire book called "The Death of WCW" by the folks who, um, are the uh, the Wrestle Crap folks who, um, who have also written the book "Wrestle Crap: The Very Worst in Pro Wrestling." And honestly, it's a both books are freaking hysterical. <laughs> Because, because it, it tells you the story in a very satire way, and it's really great. It's like the perfect way. It's the, like this book is written in the perfect voice for what's going on, and they really nailed how, believe, they really nailed how stupid everything is. I do believe they cover a little bit of this movie. So yes, they do. It's part of um the it's part of the the, the one page chapter in the book. Um, Vince Russo presents how to how to kill um, how to lose a hundred million dollars in one year, <laughs> like that. And it just it's just details all of them. It's like how from him being hired by WCW to how quickly the company is just destroyed. So yeah. we suggest that you read that book yeah. instead of watching this movie. Yes, read The Death of WCW wherever you are in social media Iceland. I'm sure there's an audio book by now. So you can listen to it while you're driving to work if you are one of the few people, if you are one of the people who has to commute every day, or if you're just sitting at home doing your work remotely, then you can just have this on in the background. Yes. But and then... Anyway, they continue... <laughs> Yeah, so they convinced Jimmy King to break into a new nitro, which I guess is still within driving distance because they drive him in a porta potty in a different truck they have. Unexplained. Um, <laughs> I think they no, they they drive his his mobile RV home thing. <sighs> oh, all right. Yeah, and they um, hide him. They hide him in a porta potty, and they um, they comment. I think I guess they beat up a couple of like they beat I guess they beat up a couple of like the other people doing the porta potty hauling and they just steal their uniforms. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Well, they might, I think they just kept their uniforms from, like, the beginning of the movie. Oh, probably. Basically. And then somehow yeah. it's just the same as everybody else who's... <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I guess the they, porta potty industry only has one uniform. Yeah, they, they're delivering a single porta potty. Like, like, guys, we just need one more. We just need one more while the show is going on. Um, while, while this is happening, um, probably my favorite scene in the movie, the, 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 the two boys, the two longheads are just kind of casually open a door and they discover the nitro girls, um, allegedly changing and they keep talking about how they're naked, but we see that they're fully clothed. Um, the, the least that they have on is like, just drop. Yeah. But like they just keep saying like naked, Nikki naked, and it's just like what? <laughs> oh my god, these these poor souls! And then like the they finally realize like there's two pervs looking at them. And they're like, oh, you closed door. Um, if, they, if they had actually intended to film a scene where the girls were actually naked, but like they didn't want to like give it an R rating, so they like reshot the scene with the girls like dressed in bras and panties, but then they didn't bother to like like reshoot like David Arquette's Scott Con's reactions to it. <laughs> just that. Like it was just... Yeah. yeah. Like well we are uh, I don't know how getting... this would work. I don't know how this would work, but I assume like changing rooms, like they would have some sort of like privacy section where it's like you don't immediately open the main door and you can just see everyone naked. You know what I mean? Well, but... it's also like why the hell are they getting like dressed in a fucking like a tent pretty much set up in the parking lot like they right, this is like an stadium i have a locker room like what the mm -hmm. hell like, yeah and know, like, a lot of this makes no sense for a movie whose purpose was to regain the wcw fan base that it was looking this is what we this is what we got and we're getting to um we're getting to rose mcgowan who hated her time making this film and didn't want to be in it, and she just gave in after she scripted the garbage three times. And I guess nothing was, like, anyway, I guess nothing was presenting itself at the time. And she was like, fine, I guess I'll do this stupid thing. And there, uh, and she was, which, this makes no sense. Her character, Sasha, who I guess is supposed to be the head Nitro girl, she's based on Kimberly Page, who is also in the movie anyway, I think. So I, I don't remember seeing her, but like maybe. Oh no, I'm thinking of the redhead who Shawn Michaels married. Yeah, they have like like Booker T's wife is in it. Like they have the actual Nitro girls plus Rose McGowan. Yeah, right. Like couldn't they just have given one of the Nitro girls lines if Rose McGowan didn't want to do it? I mean, you would think if you want to promote WCW, maybe make the Nitro Girls important. I don't know. I the Nitro Girls is one of those things where it's like, how, like I I never hear them mentioned. So like, how long did the Nitro Girls last? Were they in it at the death? Like that seems like an easy thing to cut when you're losing a hundred million dollars, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't. I think they were added when Bischoff came in. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, during all this, Jimmy Page, like, essentially wins, like, a hardcore match against DDP that's unofficial, and, like, this is a live... just commit assault on the entire, like, locker room. Yeah, they yeah. Just, like, beat the shit out of them. 
Like, he fucking jumps out of the porta potty, like. He hits him with, like, he hits DDP with the toilet seat. Like, there's assault yeah. and battery right there. They commit various felonies on national television. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. But it's a work, so it's okay. And breaking and entering, yeah. and that's trespassing. Like, guys would be going to prison at the end of the night for a very long time. Yeah, essentially, it's just like, ah, oh, see, we caught it on camera, I pinned him, and they're like, ah, oh, damn it, you're right. Uh, I guess we gotta fix this, because the cameras are rolling. Meanwhile, yeah. the cameramen are looking at each other, and they're like, yeah, King's not in the script. Yeah. It's like, instead of being like, oh my god, uh, we'll never mention Jimmy King again, this is not a travesty, what the fuck do we do? Like, just ignore that, he's a degenerate. And also, here's some real-life statistics about him, and his tax evasion, and his multiple wives, and his history of showing up drunk. Instead, they're like, uh, you know what, uh, we're gonna do a pay-per-view, um, if he wins, he's back, and he also gets a million dollars and the belt. Um, they just throw in that million dollars just for shits and giggles, it seems like. Yeah, and which, you, it's just um, like, yeah, sure, this is fine. Like, right, so I mean, like, nah, fuck, man. Which, upon him winning, wouldn't like, wouldn't it? Wouldn't the IRS immediately just get the million dollars and just like as paid tax payments? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So what would the point of that even be? There, there would be no money. Yeah, and like, does DDP get a million dollars if he wins, or is it just like, yeah, like I know you're desperate for money, so I'll give you a million dollars. And yeah, DDP's like, like uh, bro, can I get some of that? Like, oh no, don't worry, bro. Yeah, he doesn't it, get anything, but uh, like, it's just like they friggin' 
Jimmy King has to, like, not ever wrestle again or something is the stipulation there. Which yeah. I don't know how he can, like, stipulate that as a stipulation. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll agree to that. And then I'll go sign with WWF instead. And just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like a bit waiting for, like, bro, I got a counteroffer from Vince. <laughs> like, yeah, like... <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, there's only WCW for six more months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we also get... After after all this, like we also it's just get my wild. Fa- we also get my favorite line where after there where like after the um thing after like the whole like schmoz where like he magically gets the match for reasons. There like there's really a big party in the whole like backstage area of the arena. You know, it's like police don't show up. There's no like big like thing going on. There's no restraining order. They just have a party with the whole locker room in the back and like the backstage area, like, nothing happened, including the Nitro girls, who, like, are somehow just, like, over, like, these two perverts just, like, staring at them in the locker room. They're just all hanging out, and then Mean Gene is, like, wasted, and he looks at Jimmy King, and, he's, and he goes, do people think I'm sexy? And he's like, I think you're sexy, Mean Gene. Well, yeah, I mean... That's my favorite part. Poor Mean Gene even gets in on this movie. I mean, you know, Mean Gene, he's he's a very handsome man. I, I refuse to speak ill of the doubt, dead. If he, no. if he I would if he, Mean Gene's questioning if he's sexy or not, you're gonna of course say, Of course you are, but baby boy. You know? This how would you say me, no? This reminds me. We ha- <laughs> there was uh there was a Bret Hart action figure that I used to have, was, and it was a WCW Hart one because it was like the most. It was before WWF figures became a lot more poseable, so we had that, and it came with a Mean Gene action figure for some weird reason. It came with Mean Gene, and I used to, after I'm watching this movie, I used to have Mean Gene do run-ins. During wrestling matches, and ask the other wrestlers if they think he's sexy. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, is, is this leading to you, like, having your Brett action figure be like, "You think I'm sexy?" Yes. <laughs> uh. Speaking would, of Bret Hart, we and get they would usually not- they would usually put him through a table and then tell him <laughs> he's sexy. <laughs> oh God. Uh, weirdly speaking of Bret Hart, apparently this undefeated world champion who only lost due to like multiple shenanigans, they're like, ah, oh, bro, we're we're gonna take you to this old school wrestling guy who's definitely not Stu Hart. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we get Mark Melando and Sal Bandini, who, um, Jack Palance was originally supposed to be. Uh, who was supposed to be Sal Bandini? The the original straw man or straw man strong man I should say. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just like <laughs> Martin Lindo is just like I'm here for a paycheck. <laughs> well, I think it's all the actors pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> just like I'm here for a paycheck. Like Joe Pantoliano, who was actually in like films and like good movies, like. I'm just here for a paycheck. I mean, maybe they suckered in David Arquette because he did like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel wait, like David Arquette is the only guy who was probably like excited to do this. This movie came out in 2000, which means that Joe Pantoliano had just done The Matrix. 
like, literally a year before, oh, and then crap. he went and started this movie. Oh, that's got hard recovery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Scott Cad did do his own stunts, so like maybe he enjoyed himself. I, um, I guess. I mean, he's done. He he does a lot more voiceover work now. Yeah, I mean, he he technically is a part of the Ocean's franchise. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's he Ocean's like eleven or twelve at best. Yeah, well, he's got that going for him. That's a uh, th- those are some pretty damn good movies that. God knows how much value in uh, residuals. Yeah. So he's he's doing all right. Mm. Um, but yeah, but yeah we, meet, that... we meet Sal Bandy, <laughs> who is uh, based on, who is clearly Stu Hart, mm. and he uh, well, he's a he's a crazy Italian man who is just just like we're introduced to him just basically putting this entire high school wrestling team into the hospital. One guy has like. Mm. Like a cast in there. There's a dummy in the back room that has a full body cast on it. It's it's quite the sight, and it, he just basically like wipes the floor with Jimmy King and everybody else. Yeah, and it makes you wonder. Like, so he's my favorite character in the movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like he just shoots on the champ and easily defeats him. And it's just like Jimmy King. You didn't learn anything at all during your career. Like, even even Hulk Hogan, I have to imagine, like, knew some shoot moves at some point. Like, he's just, uh, just immediately gets beat up, and then it's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you to wrestle, for real, uh, WCW longtime champion Jimmy King. And also, you're two young boys here. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, Sasha Rose McGowan, again... That's the one name I remember because I associated with Sasha Banks, but she starts dating David Arquette for to be a mole. Yeah, um, she's basically just a double in, a double agent for Sinclair. Yeah, because they needed that. They clearly needed that insider info. Yeah, and well, like she sleeps with him somehow. And, uh, yes, after the most awkward. <laughs> Prelude to sex scene ever, where yeah. he basically where he where he beats the crap out of her inadvertently. So you know, not only are wrestling fans idiots, as this movie would have you believe, which, well, if you're listening to this show, it's pretty true. Um, it yeah, also my tell, favorite- it also tries to tell you that wrestling fans are dumb, do not have any path in life, and are and. and are all women, which a lot of that is true, but it also tells you that they're that they that they physically abuse them, which is not true. You might find a few, but that is not the case for most wrestling fans. Also, I can at least speak for me, that. To, I can at least speak for the three of us. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie taught me like when when your partner. Uh, Gets naked for you. You should scream out foreign objects. I should. (laughs) Yeah, because nothing will get her hotter than hearing that. Yeah, exactly. That right there. David Arquette also has this like weird like pathology where anytime like a weapon is introduced in any sense of the word, he screams foreign objects in a really high pitched, annoying voice. Right. It's like they wrote it in there because they were like, "Oh, this is supposed to be his like hilarious catchphrase." It's, it's, yeah, it's like he's got like Tourette's, except for about like 
weapons. I mean, he just seems off this entire movie. Yeah, like, he, Scott Kidd. Right. Yeah, Scott Kidd. Like, seems seems to have some sort of creative control where he's just like, yeah, could you just keep my dumbness to the minimum? Like, he does agree to cry during the car crash scene. Like, yeah. David Arquette is just going all in on just something going on with his character. Um, but I mean, it's I. <laughs> it's just it's just wrong it's just it's all like you talk about like how like this movie could not exist like you cannot have these characters exist at any other time like they're just no we're we're saying they're dumb they're stupid and all this stuff they're just there's just uh, it's just it's just off-putting especially as you're watching this and it just keeps going and it's like, all right, poop jokes, all this stuff, yelling foreign objects, seeing boobies. But, like, there's so much stuff we're leaving out where it's just like, man, I I just feel bad for these people. Um, yeah. I can't believe I can't believe grown adults were like, yes, this is fine dialogue. Um, uh, did the check clear? All right, I'm good with this. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see – I would like to understand, like, from the writer's perspective of that they thought that this was – like, the point of – like the whole thing, someone greenlit this. Mm. Like someone looked at this and they said, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it." Yeah, Vince Russo <laughs> had to had to been him. Yeah, it's a business. All right. Yeah, and then after all this, after oh, we forgot. Uh, uh, What's his face? Not Stu Hart gets attacked by Perry Saturn and Sid Vicious. Oh, yeah, and he he whoops him pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, they do well, end up getting end, him eventually. Yeah, and that's like all right. So that happens. Uh, that's that's, I guess, upsetting. Um, and then yeah, but he's like fine in the hospital. Yeah, spoiler at the end of the movie, he's in a hot tub with a bunch of ladies. <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. he. He won the movie. Um, yeah, he really did. Um, and then at this point, it's like, by the way, I guess forty-five minutes <laughs> left in the movie at this point. Also, yeah, I, so it is like, certainly long for no reason. They they uh they friggin' like blend. They make this weird thing where like it's almost like 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 you said before. They like call the spots out and they like say you know they imply that wrestling is fake and set up, but at the same time like. They're implying that it's real in that Titus Sinclair sends fucking Sid Vicious and Perry Satter to actually beat the shit out of Sal Bandini and, like, injure him and send him to the hospital. And it's like, like, oh, okay, so they're actually just thugs that, like, beat the shit out of random old men? It's like, that's literally assault. Like, are we supposed to expect that this is a work or, like, we're literally just... Yeah, like they're like, actually assaulting this guy. I like Sal know. has like a trapdoor in his room just in case he gets assaulted by other wrestlers. <laughs> and like it's just like, where did this guy come from? It's like, yes. oh shit, they got Saul, like the old champion or something like that. Like, oh man, he broke Luke Thess's leg in 1953. It's like, uh just no, just send him to this old man's house and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. As he's like Looney tunes it up. Yeah, what I don't understand is, like, I know that they do it to, like, try to get in his lost confidence, but it's like, if he's already supposedly the best wrestler in the entire world at this point, he really wouldn't need the training at all. Like, right. Like, mm-hmm. he would just be, like, good to go. 
There would be no training that he needs. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And then they end up trying to get this guy a stable after they, I guess, graduate. They, like, go to, like, you know, they, they like, tell Sal Bandini, listen, we're going to fix this. We're going to sort this out. And we're going to beat that guy, Sinclair. And, like, they, so they have to, like, so they go to, like, a random bar. They just hold tryouts for, like, everyone in the town, basically. And you have all these random, like, you have all these random people just, like, doing their gimmicks that are quite awful. One guy actually shows up thinking that it's an audition for Oklahoma. Yeah. And they get these, like, they get these gimmicks that are just terrible, like Fireman Fred, who's gonna hose you. Yeah! Uh, that's like a freaking, like, point star, says. basically. Yeah, that's that's what he says. Yeah, they, 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 get, they, they get Kitty, who is, or Pretty Kitty, who just is like, they're like, she's like 90 pounds, what are they going to do? And she like rips off her clothes, and then Jimmy King is like, what is she going to do, boob him to death? And it's like, yeah. But she shows up during the main event anyway. So Yeah, that's true. I don't know, she is there, so like, they get a couple of people and then, um, the guy, Sean, he, like, there's some girl at the burger joint that likes him for some reason and is also into wrestling and she, like, sleeps with it. She, like, seduces him and sleeps with him. And then, you know, because he's such a great guy, when they, like, they don't take her with him, they just dump her on the side of the road with, like, in the blanket while she's, like, totally naked. And it's, like... Yeah. It's, like, and everybody and the whole, like, town is just, like, laughing, like, oh, wow. They, like, they just did it. Isn't this funny? And it's, like, Jesus Christ. It's, it's another one of the many jokes that are just, like, that have aged very poorly if they were even good ever. Uh, they were never good. No. <laughs> uh, clearly, as this movie stands with, uh, let's see, uh, a, thir- a 23 on Metacritic. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Yeah, what and an IMD user rating of 5.3 out of 10. Yeah, That's pretty bad. Generous. That's- just, just to give you a sample, here's like two of <laughs> Here's one. Here's one of the uh, audience reviews on IMDb. 
half a star, ready to get retarded <laughs> by Jesse B, who is a super reviewer. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I think that kind of sums the movie up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they yeah. That, they go and they have this match, which, by the way, is a is a triple cage match, which they've actually done twice on WCW. Um, it's, to be fair, this is probably like the best part of the movie. It is. Like, it is, it is one, of, the it, it is one of the few actual wrestling points, and it actually is a good scene. It's it's pure nonsense, but it's it's the same type of nonsense you'd probably find in wrestling in two thousand. Yeah, and the scene yeah. is a good like. 20 minutes. So they actually give it, like, a good amount of time. Yeah. I also, like, uh, I would like to point out the random F-bomb they dropped for, like, no reason. When Sinclair, who, like, apropos of nothing, is talking to Sting, he's like, better fuck this up. It's like, what is Sting here? Like, we established, like, Goldberg teamed with, uh, fucking Jimmy King and all that shit when they're looking for allies. Like, it's just like, Sting, you're the guardian of WCW. Um, like, you better not fuck this up. It's like, <laughs> it's Crow Sting. Of course he's going to sign with the good guys. You're clearly in the wrong here. Yeah, don't you watch your own program? <laughs> yeah. You expect him to, like, be in on the double cross? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, you're going to yeah. get Mike so, Awesome in there? <laughs> yeah. So before, so, so I, I did jump around a little bit. So before they're doing the tryouts in the barn, they are also looking around the town for, like, other WCW guys to, like, Jimmy King and be on his side, which they do not have any luck, which is, leads them to go to the barn. Like, they run into Goldberg at the gym, and, of course, they don't ask John Cena because it's too they know that the secret yeah. weapon was there the whole time, hiding in plain sight. Super Cena mm. comes out and pretty clears the ring. and. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they that's how the movie would they be. signed them when they had the chance. Yeah, that's how it would go if they remade this today. Uh, and thankfully they won't. Hopefully. If they remade this today, they would have Jimmy King going to fucking DDP yoga because he was a drunk fucking piece of shit. And he, yeah. was, he was going to kill himself with alcohol. Honestly, so DD, honestly, the DDP it, comes in and saves him. <laughs> honestly, if they made it today, it probably wouldn't be as, it probably would be watchable remotely. Jimmy King would be played by The Miz. Oh, um, <laughs> like I'm, I was starting to think, like who could be like the actor who looks like a wrestler? It's like, well, I guess it's got to be the Miz. <laughs> I would see the Miz being more in the DDP role. <sighs> I feel like DDP would still play DDP. Um, yeah, maybe. Or, or like MB, MVP would be Titus Sinclair, and they'd have Bobby Lashley. Like that'd be a movie I'd oh, be kind of interested in watching. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're talking the yokels, trying to get anyone to help them. It's it's not good. This no. is this is one of those things where it's like they could have cut like this entire fifteen minutes. Yeah. Like, and then we get to the cage match. <laughs> kid, they then, don't and, show and up David during Ar the cage match. Yeah, it's just David Ar them. They do briefly. They like walk into the ring with him, and then they're just gone after that. Yeah, David Arquette also leaves the movie for a like. After the tryouts, yeah, a whopping like thirty seconds. He's like, "I'm a cop now." Yeah, he suddenly but decides he's that like he's. Yeah, he suddenly decides that he's going to be a cop. 
and like in the business and his dad is like I guess somewhat proud. I don't know. We also find out that big surprise when he slept with uh when he slept with uh, with Sasha that it was his first time. We found out in a postcard that his father's reading, which why would you send that note to your dad? Why? I mean, considering how toxic his dad is, I feel like it'd be like I'm gonna mention this in hopes they doesn't beat me when I get home. <laughs> yeah, like the note is like we're like, like the note is um the note explicitly says New York is great, and guess what? I'm not a virgin anymore. <laughs> it's like, why would you even put that in the script? Uh, like, you know, again, like, that I'm late not, '90s awful humor that's nobody liked. Yeah, mm. like I'm like I'm not gonna lie. I did laugh and cringe at the same time while I was watching the movie, but it's but. I'm laughing because I can't believe how how like how stupid the dialogue is. I'm not laughing because it's legitimately funny. I'm laughing because I'm like, what were they thinking? Yeah. Uh, and then the other my the only other important part of this whole thing was Scott Ken. Uh, by the way, there was a girl who worked at like a taco fast food place. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, they maybe have sex. But yeah, it seems like yeah, I covered like, that. They like, do have sex. I mean, but like, it's like ten seconds. Yeah, like, it's like I ten mean, seconds. They leave her. He leaves her on the side of the road. I mean, yeah. Would it be would it be wrong to assume that that was his first time? Well, yes, but also they both got naked and then did the deed and then <laughs> he dumped her all within ten seconds. Like there, there's a lot going on and like. <laughs> Also, your friends in there also driving. I don't remember if Jimmy King's there. Like, this is just... Yeah, no, Jimmy King is driving, because at that yeah. point, Gordy had left to go become a cop. You're, you're making the world champion fucking drive you, and yeah. you're fucking deflowering this girl? What the fuck? Well, I don't know. Is If you... If you brave souls... If one of you brave souls is from Cheyenne, Wyoming... Can you please tell us in the YouTube comments or in private, or if you want to get, like, in private on um, emailing why does this exist show at gmail.com, or if you just, or if you want to give us a dollar on Patreon and join the Discord at patreon.com slash why does this exist, and you'll join the Discord and you want to tell us over Discord if this is what happens when you lose your virginity in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Please let us know. Is this how all wrestling fans from Cheyenne, Wyoming need to know? If this is just a Wyoming thing, then I apologize for every bad thing I've said about these people throughout the show. Not, I, mean, yeah. I need to know. Is this is this is, is this an anomaly? Is this just one area of the world? Like geographically, what is going on with this region? I need to know. Is 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 uh, are the people in 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 Wyoming? In Ready to Rumble, are they and or are they not an accurate representation of people in Cheyenne, Wyoming? I need to know. Really, any bit of Wyoming. Bring you on the show to talk about this. If you <laughs> why does this exist? Wyoming, just period. Just, why does Wyoming? Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he leaves this lady behind. I I'm assuming. Maybe they're in a relationship at this point. Either way, he's got some explaining to do when he gets home. Because he's also uh, 
when he shows up, he's not a wrestler, Scott Con. He's like a pimp character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he had sex once. He's a pimp. Um, and, Is that what happens in Cheyenne, Wyoming? Do you become a pimp? <laughs> he knows more than two women. He's a pimp. Uh, but again, this is the best part of the movie. <laughs> is this your rite of passage in Cheyenne, Wyoming? This are you suddenly uh, <laughs> as soon as you have sex for the first time, are you gifted with a pimp outfit? All the men in Cheyenne, Wyoming, we need to know. Women in Cheyenne, Wyoming, please let us know what happens. Is is this accurate? Also, who at this point is in charge of? All the septic tanks and toilets in Wyoming. Is it just them? <laughs> I feel like it's just them, but now they're wrestlers. So, like, there might be a crisis on hand. All of the fans in, in Cheyenne, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Wyoming are in dire trouble. <laughs> I guess we should talk about this this match. Um, know, yeah, the, the one saving grace in the movie where it makes you forget that you just watched and you've sat through an hour and 20 minutes of crap. Literal yeah, the yeah. match is actually quite good for for what it is. Now they um, actually have done the triple cage match twice in WCW. The rules mm-hmm. in th- the rules in the movie are completely different from the rules in the actual match. The rules in the movie actually make a ton of it actually makes sense. Where okay, so it's three cages stacked on top of each other like a cage pyramid. Yeah, and it's basically a ladder match, except, like, the belt is hung all the way at the top of the third cage, like, above that, so you have to climb the entire cage to get it. Right, and then you win. Where, in the actual match, the belt is in the third cage, I think, and you have to get, and the person who gets the belt doesn't win. The per- they have to go all the way into the, they have to get to all the cages, get the belt, and then they have to they they have to descend the cage and go back and go backwards and then exit the first cage with the bell. So, I mean, to be there. fair, that so you could just sit there and just wait the person out and stand by the door and then right close and just beat the shit out of him and take yeah. it and walk out the door. And then I win. mean, I feel like there's no good version of this match. Like the movie version kind of makes more sense because it more like. There's no, like you said, there's no motivation for, like, anyone besides, like, one person to, like, climb up and then climb down. But at the same time, like, like it would almost be more exciting to, like, see people fight it out and shit like that. But, like, the actual there's matches, no reason to. No, the like, actual matches are horrible. Yeah. And plus, like, they're on, like, fencing. It's, like, it's not good. No one wants to be up there. Yeah, so this, like, was, this was before we have, like, the WWE, like, cages that we have now where, like, or, like, the Hell in a Cell cages where they can actually walk on it and they wouldn't have any, and, like, they wouldn't be worried about dying or falling through. Like, yeah. these chain lengths, there were not, like, whoever makes the chain link fences, this was a pretty bizarre job for them, so I don't think... Yeah. They were not in. being used as intended, so... <laughs> yes, they were probably not factoring in that people would go on top of these things. No. Where now they are... Now they are, because it's happened enough times where they reinforce the, to- the roofs. 
but not in 2000. Well, count the Armageddon cage, which that was that was better, but not as bad. Still pretty bad though. Rikishi almost fell through and died. Mm. I just wish they weren't like painted red these days. Yeah, it just looks more like a toy now. Mm. I mean, I feel like that's the point. They could sell playsets like when yeah. they had. They had the frequent like shark cages match because they had the play the playset with a shark cage. Yeah, and they stopped doing that when it didn't sell because those matches is pretty stupid anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, but much like WCW matches, this this TV or this TV this movie match featured a lot of run-ins. Oh um, my god. The whole match was just run nothing. Yeah, it made me forget this was supposed to be a one-on-one match. I'm just like, oh, there's just everyone showing up at this yeah. point. I didn't even realize that it was supposed to be because they start it comes in immediately. Well, and David Marquette recurs to the movie at this point in his new like cop gimmick, aka the law, which he yeah. does have a badass entrance. Like, yeah, yeah, he rides in on a motorcycle and busts down the cage door and takes out, like, I forget, like, the friggin' Jimmy King stun. Like, like the motorcycle, like, hits him and probably gravely injures him and he gets, like, crushed by oh, a yeah, motorcycle. Jimmy King yeah, somehow Jimmy... he doesn't crash the motorcycle crashing into this cage. Yeah. Yeah. He just lands perfectly in the ring. Doesn't kill Jimmy King's son, who I guess is a character. Yeah, he shows up randomly, like, because... For the betrayal, the heel yes. turn. Like, he shows up randomly because he was humiliated for having bad teeth and he, like, couldn't get a dentist because his dad was a deadbeat and, you know, which that actually makes sense as a story somehow. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's still pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, Chris Canyon is in the crowd as just a fan, which seems kind of insulting. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Like, he's just young at Sinclair. It's just like, oh, this clearly, this person is clearly a wrestler. Who also, I think, was like Jimmy King's stunt double. Yes, like, he was. Yeah, and he's just like, ah! And apparently, like, uh, Gregory Helms was David Arquette's stunt double. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I mean, now David Arquette could be his own stunt double, but. Well, yeah. Pretty, but that's pretty neat. I don't know why they didn't just use them as regular wrestlers that <laughs> But, okay. I, yeah. I feel like at this point, David Arquette wasn't was he wasn't seasoned enough to be uh, doing the movie. Yeah, I, I guess there were also plans to do a sequel of this movie somehow. If you could believe it, <laughs> if only if only WCW still existed. Yeah, if they stuck around for like two more years, it probably would have happened. Thank God, mm-hmm. probably would have been a straight to video. <laughs> oh God. I, I bet you Oliver Platt wouldn't have returned. <laughs> I have no idea. But, I mean, what has Oliver Platt been in? I I don't know. He's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, this did this movie kill his career? I know it killed David Arquette's career. I mean, Oliver I suppose Platt was in Lake Placid. Uh. No, Oliver Platt did Chicago Fire, Chicago Justice. He's oh, he was in Dr. Doolittle, apparently, too. 
Oh, he's been doing a lot of TV. He's oh shit, he, he's, he's in 136 episodes of Chicago Med. So yeah, he's doing all of the Chicago related shows lately and all their spinoffs. So he's he's in Chicago a lot. If you look where Oliver Platt's working, it's Chicago. He's also in Chicago PD. He did a bunch of things. Oh, I didn't know that he. Huh. He's been in a couple. He's been in two ish episodes of Modern Family as Martin, who I don't know who that is. That's interesting. Yeah, actually, he ended up having a pretty okay career after this. This didn't hurt him. He was also in Men in Black. He was also in X Men First Class as Man and the rest and the West Wing. Yeah, he was known as Man in Black Suit in X Men First Class. I do not remember that, but okay. <laughs> Good for him. He survived yeah. this movie. Yes, he did survive this movie. Uh, so I guess we should talk about the finish of this match slash movie. Yeah. Um, after all the run-ins, after all the shenanigans, um, essentially Oliver Plant and DDP are fighting at the top of the cage. Um, this wee little platform. And then Sting shows up, as he does, because WCW. Um, and he decides DDP's gotta go, and Jimmy King should be champion again. Um, and then he just, Albert Platt just kinda wins after all the nonsense. <laughs> um, that's pretty much my recollection of the main event. It's just yes. like, after and- all the run-ins, after all the nonsense, I think DDP, like, Falls off the well, DDP, cage. He like knocks. He throws Jimmy King off the cage first, and he goes flying down and lands on the second cage. Just as he's about to grab the belt, that's when Sting swings down and fucking like Tarzan swings in and like kicks him, and fucking DDP goes flying. Like literally, this would have probably killed DDP in real life. Yeah, I think he pretty much flies from the top of the cage to the floor. Yeah, like, he falls about dive. Yeah, it's about. It looks like it's about a twenty-five foot drop. Yeah, it's like worse than like, like make, uh, mankind is like going off hell in the cell. It's like a further yeah. drop than that. Mm. Yeah, it's well. I mean, Mick Foley fell through the cell cage twice, and yeah. this is worse than that. Yes, but good God, it is it is quite bad. Uh, d- d- thankfully, DDP is somehow not dead, and he's just woozy, and that's about it. Yeah, and then Goldberg finally is like, "Oh, King, I'm gonna, I want to be your tag team partner now that you're actually like a champion." And he's like, "No, my tag team partner is is David Arquette." Like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> this untrained guy who like. Just almost murdered my son. He's my tag team. Oh, yeah, he doesn't even want to tag with his son. He's like, I'm sorry, son, I did this to you. By the way, I'm teaming with this other boy. You can yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and, on, and on top of that, the fans the fans beat Sinclair probably to death. Because yeah, they, Sinclair they like after trample this. him. Yeah, the fans beat him up, and they don't do anything. Like, they throw him to the crowd because he says something like, which, first of all, they don't even change the nameplate on the belt, and it still says Jimmy King on it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, we know who's gonna win. Yeah, and then, like, and then, and then it, 
understand who Jimmy King's like. I mean, and then Sinclair's like, like I'm not giving you the belt. And without me, there be without me, there is no Jimmy King. I made you. I made you, you suck. And he's like, you didn't make me. The fans made me. Like, yeah, all of a sudden it's like the fans make the wrestling. It's like what the we've clearly seen throughout this movie that it's basically backstage shenanigans that makes wrestling. Yes, yeah. and the, the, and then the next thing you know. They like throw Sinclair into the fans, and the fans like start like trampling this guy and mauling him. We never see him again. We eventually no. hear his screams, and that's and then it fades to something. It fades to the next scene, so we never see Sinclair again. So I assume that he's been murdered at this show. Oh, we forgot to mention that that like Rose McGowan like comes up to David Arquette and is all apologetic and tries to, and wants to get back together with him. And uh, he basically says no because she's like, you know, like betrayed them anyway. Yeah. And then like they're like they keep saying like, oh, watch out, watch out. And then all of a sudden, like some guy who's like literally just spinning around the ring with with, with a a ladder hits her in the face. So she takes a ladder shot directly into the face. Yes, because this move because this movie couldn't stand to do another like a like abuse joke. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so they did that, and uh, quite bad. Yeah, quite bad. They then and the, they then cut to the thing where like they start in the same convenience store as they did in the beginning. Which, by the way, the um, the the guy behind the counter is Frank Zappa's son. Um, yeah, Matt, which is a weird choice for him. I don't yes. know why he did. It. <laughs> Maybe he's a wrestling fan. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know. But yeah, for whatever reason, it's Ahmet Zappa just there, um, and he like and Goldberg throws him. Th- they're like telling these like ten year olds the story because they can't bother because they can't talk to anybody else. And they're like they're like you got to be like Jimmy King, kids, and everything awesome will happen to you, basically. And then their kids don't believe him. And then Goldberg throws Ahmet Zappa through a plate through a plate glass window of the store. Which, yeah. wait, Goldberg is still wearing his wrestling attire. He's just in trunks and boots because he, yeah, Goldberg just doesn't change. He just wears like his his friggin' like his in gear like uh, his in ring gear like wherever he goes. He walks down the street in nothing but a fucking like tights and, and boots for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And he like throws the guy out the window. And then they're like, and then the kids are like, whoa! And like they get, and then um, and then Kimona, one of the Nitro girls, drives up. The, she drives like a monster truck, basically, with I think the girl that Gordy, uh, not not Gordy, the, the guy. I think the girl that Sean sleeps with is in the car too, or something. And they're like, oh, get in! And like, and it's just them and Nitro girls, and then. The movie ends showing Sal Bandini in a hot tub with two other Nitro girls. Yep, they drive off into the sunset or some shit. I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's bad. It's terrible. It's so yeah. cliched. They're gonna ride out the death of WCW, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all this nonsense killed the business. Yes, the company no. The company only existed for like six months longer. Guys, while you were doing all this, Stone Cold came back and he's kicking ass. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Jimmy King, we need you to lose Goldberg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this movie, it's it's that weird category of this isn't bad enough to be fun. It's just you watch it, it's like I'm good for the rest of my life. <laughs> like it's just it's not what it's not it's not the room. It's not one of those movies. It's just it's a weird time capsule where like maybe you'll have fun if you're a wrestling fan. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I thought it was terrible. Like, yeah, like, like, exactly. Like, you might be like, oh, yeah, remember when these people were young? That's that's the best we can do. I mean, I, I found myself wanting to just watch nothing but the wrestling parts. Like, I didn't really give a shit about fucking David Arquette, Scott Kahn, or Jimmy King. Like, I just wanted to see, like, Goldberg and, like, freaking, like, Sting and, and, you know, like, I'm like, I don't care about this. Yeah, anytime they're not at Nitro, it's fucking painful. It like, is. Like, they just treat everyone in this movie like they're the fucking worst people and like it's insane like wcw paid for this to let people know how fucking stupid they are yes i uh, can't believe this movie actually made money at the I, box yeah, office i don't yeah I, i'm very surprised i mean it didn't make it it didn't make its money back but it some people paid for it yeah how much did it end up doing i think it was like the budget was twenty four million, and it made like twelve point five. So, like, it made like about half. That's better than I thought that it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, apparently there was uh, DDP had uh, had pitched an alternate ending, the film Warner Brothers, which was supposed to be was that after the triple cage match and the Ed credits are rolling, Jimmy King tells Gordy and Sean that he would see them at the bar. And then he goes back to the dressing room. DDP is, would then be waiting for him in the dressing room. And they look like they're going to fight each other. And then they hug each other. And DDP, like, forgives him for everything that they, that happened and all that. And then, Why would DDP forgive him? He's the asshole. I, 
Like, I I forgive you for making me be a bad person. Yeah, I don't know. And then Sean and Gordy see her dressing and they see the both of them being friends. And DDP says, welcome to the business. Let's have a drink. And then the ending would happen. It's like, yeah, I would, uh, I, I could see why they shot this down. Yeah. Somehow they didn't shoot down the entire movie, but they shut that down. So there were people saying, there were people actually making decisions. Not necessarily the best ones at all times, but someone, but there was somebody making decisions. I mean, uh, you know, even, even by the standards of the day, this is just a dumb movie. Like, yes. You know, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's a detriment to movies. It's a detriment to comedy. It's a detriment to professional wrestling. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I kind of expect the only thing I'll ever expect from this movie is maybe one day WWE will do like what they do with softball regional wrestling. They'll do like a like fake documentary where they treat this as like a real event. It'll get actual David Arquette because he has nothing better to do talking about like him in the movie and like all that stuff. Like that's the only thing where I'd be like, that'd be the redeeming quality of this movie. If we get like a, a 10 minute YouTube video of them pretending like the movie's events were real and they interview like, you know, Goldberg and Dave Arquette and like maybe DDP. And they're just like, Oh yeah, I remember Jimmy King. Uh, yeah, that was, you know, a wild time in wrestling. Thank God Vince McMahon bought WCW and prevented more shenanigans like this from happening. It would be pretty hilarious. <laughs> Jimmy King would probably be dead by that point because, you know, alcohol and... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> yeah, they never stop him from drinking again. Like, they never resolve his alcoholism. They just Yeah, he, he like... continues to be, like, a friggin', like, piece of shit. He's just, like, now the champion again. <laughs> It, like literally nothing changes. He goes right back to where he was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So just like get him his job back, maybe in something else. We don't even know if he gets his job back. They like. I mean, he's got the million dollars and the belt. I assume they're like, I hey, assume, you want to? I assume. Well, it's a moot point because Titus Declare gets fucking mauled by the freaking. He probably doesn't make it. <laughs> that's true. I mean, wouldn't this be more of the decision of the network? But then again, if the network, the network definitely didn't care anyway. If all of this was happening, regardless. This is where they need like a Ted Turner cameo, where he's like, "I always liked you, Jimmy King." Thumbs up. He gives another thumbs up. It's like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, like that Ted Turner had his back. That actually would have helped. Yeah, because, like, Ted Turner never showed up on WCW television, right? Like, the one time he shows up is, like, in the fake movie, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, I don't think he ever showed up on television. I think maybe he had, like, a short message in, like, the 80s or early 90s. Maybe, like, they showed him before it, like, once or twice, but he wasn't, like, on on TV. I, I don't know. But, yeah, it was, I mean, at this point, Ted Turner had basically stepped away from Turner anyway, and it was about to be sold to AOL, mm-hmm. Warner, which, like, they didn't want WCW or any wrestling at all, which was why Vince McMahon, like, 
picked it up at such a cheap price because they couldn't wait to get rid of it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they they bought WCW for like what three million, and then Tony Khan Khan buys Ring of Honor for like forty million. Like, yeah, uh, that makes no. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But the negotiations <laughs> went down like like as such. I feel like the Ring of Honor people were like, okay, well WWE wanted to pay about two million for our tape library, and uh, well. We're valued at about seven hundred and fifty thousand because we don't have any wrestlers, we don't have a ring, we only have letters and a tape library, so we're only valued at seven hundred and fifty thousand. And Tony Khan is like, "I'll give you thirty million. And you're like, "What? What? Okay, fine, forty. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> forty is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but I'm about to calculate. $3 million on the inflation calculator. Oh, boy. It's not near $40 million today. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell it's you that. Like, Maybe it's closer like to double, 10. Like $3 million, yeah, it'd probably be like, like eight, 9 or 10 million. <laughs> it's, right about four, it's about $4.8 million. Oh, so not even, yeah. <laughs> right. not yeah. Even that much. And Vince McMahon got, he got the letters, he got, he got the tape library, and he got contracts, too. Actual wrestlers yes. have this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so not even contract. good contracts. He got some contracts. Yeah, exactly. All the good contracts were be- were guaranteed and being paid out regardless. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Like they had WWE Studios. I don't know if they still exist. It's kind of weird. Like they never did something similar to this movie with that. Yeah, like yeah, I'm surprised they didn't try to do something like. Again, well, I mean, think about it. There really, there really wasn't another professional wrestling movie until The Wrestler came out, which was yeah. like years later and was a drama. Like, I I can't think of any other professional wrestling movies. Oh wait, maybe I guess like Lucha what was that Nacho Libre or whatever. Yeah, Nacho. Well, Nacho Libre is pretty funny, actually. I, I actually never watched that movie. Oh, I, I, I gotta watch it again. I've actually been quoting it around the house lately, and my fiance has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. The only thing I remember from Nacho Libre was when, like, Jack Black did, like, a dive, and, like, it's clearly a rope stunt, because he, like, flies, like, 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, alright. But, yeah, like, it's, like, weird, like, WWE Studios, like, you think, you think, like, if, WWE, like, oh, we have a movie studio. Let's do, like, a weird wrestling drama. Like, maybe not a sequel to this, but, like, something in a similar vein. It's like, no, it's got to be weird cop movies all the time. I feel like the reason why they haven't done that type of movie is because of this movie. The problem with that is that this is why we won't do a movie about wrestling. I mean, I feel like there's, like, a, a weird version of this movie. Like, like we're not going to get this, but, like, Give Bray if they gave Bray Wyatt like a couple million dollars to do a weird wrestling movie, I feel like we get a better version of this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe with horror elements thrown in for reasons. I mean, this movie is a horror movie because it's like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, there's just so much wrong with this movie, but like. Maybe there's someone on this roster who could make China's turn up. At least maybe give the Jimmy King character like 
to someone who looks physically fit. Yeah, yeah, that would help. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's it's like a weird relic too of like this was like now like movies in general. It's like this movie would never like fucking exist. Like WCW was a brand, but like now I feel like a lot of movies like oh are you part of like you know the MCU? Are you part of DC or Warner? Like are you a sequel or something? Like there's no way like people are gonna be like guys. We're going to make a movie about a wrestling company and we're going to commit millions of dollars to it. And it's going to appear in theaters, not on streaming. Like, there's no way this fucking exists in 2022. Not as like a a stupid buddy comedy like this is. Like, you could probably do like another drama like wrestling movie like The Wrestler. But as this was, no, there's no way it would work. It's just no. I mean, they have that show with Stephen Amell now. That's um, I, I don't know if it's good or though. So, uh, I think it's called Heels. Heels, yeah. Oh yeah, it's on I've Showtime. heard it's okay. I, well, they I, also did that that movie, that Page biopic, Fighting with My Family or whatever. That's good. I that's have, a good movie. I have yet to see that one. I want to. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. It, I've seen it. It's very good, and it's good enough where I've had non wrestling fans watch it, and they're like. Have you heard of this page lady? Like, you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like eight years ago. Like, she's retarded now. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have to explain this whole thing to you now. Um, uh, but yeah, like, that's like a good movie. Like, I feel like that's like the good version of this movie. Like, unknowns, trying to make it big as opposed to like, he's the best person ever. He loses. He gets screwed so, over. I know it's so, and he's it not a good no person. Sense. It's still unbelievably stupid how he's the best wrestler ever of all time. Yeah, like he, what like even are the moves he does? Like he just does a punch and a hip toss. He, yeah. he is Jerry. He's Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and he, he does. Like, yes, and he, he does. He's literally crown. Jerry Lawler. Yeah, who, who? I like Jerry Lawler, but he is far from the best wrestler of all time. So yeah, Jerry, Jerry Lawler, um, in in like in an interview, someone asked him like how he's been able to wrestle for so long because he does still wrestle time to time, and he and like his answer has just been, "I have the safest move set ever." Basically, like yeah, and he just, like doesn't drink, like, he doesn't do drugs. Like, right. he, he ate a lot of fried chicken until he had a heart attack. But other than that, like, he kept, he kept good care of himself. Yeah. And he, and he always dated women that were much, much younger than, than him, which maybe that added to his heart stress too. But, um, I mean, I can see, I can see Jimmy King also doing that. Yes, considering track record in this movie. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, Jerry Lawler does, he's got all that going for him and he has the safest moveset in the world. And if you, ever seen any Jerry Lawler match from past to present, nothing, like, he never, like, maybe he slowed down slightly in, like, speed because he's just gotten older, but his moveset is just punches and kicks, and then he doesn't... And, punch and waving to the crowd, being like, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just punch, punch, kick, pile driver, 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, like top from the middle, like um, the crown basically from the middle rope, and mm. he'll do it and, and a suplex. That's his entire move set. Doesn't leave his feet. His opponent barely leaves his feet. Getting power driven into the soft, pillowy thighs of Jerry Lawler. Yep. There's um. There's actually a match from like a from a long time ago. Um, where it was in a baseball stadium, and it's Jerry Lawler versus. Um, Kevin Owens, then Kevin Steen, uh, in a baseball stadium, and it's a pile driver uh, match. So it's whoever can, like, whoever hits the pile driver and pins and pins the other guy first wins. But you can't win until somebody hits the pile driver. So like, it's the package pile driver versus the classic pile driver, and they go for like twenty five minutes, and it's really entertaining. Is it better than this movie? Much. I'm I'm not, shocked with the call. It's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, not the bar is quite low. Yeah. Uh, I will I, say that the bloopers at the end of this movie are pretty entertaining. Yeah. You get to watch Oliver Platt for real accidentally punch Macho Man in the face, yes. and it's just like, how is Macho Man not? Super upset with this shit. I well, apologized right away, so I think he knew it was like an accident. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, but I'd still be like, <laughs> I feel like, like based on what I hear about Macho Man, like you would think he'd be like, "Man, fuck you!" I'm like, I don't need to be in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're gonna punch me in the face, and he barely is in it. And he looks like freaking. He looks like uh, Bone Saw McGraw. <laughs> He's, like, yeah. basically dressed in the same costume as he is in fucking Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in his later years, Macho Man started to mellow out a bit. Yeah. When he started to do rap albums. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Christ. Just like Jimmy King. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also, like, Jimmy King's gimmick is the weirdest shit ever, because he's, like, dressed up like a medieval king, and with, like, the crown and the scepter and stuff, but then he, like, talks like Elvis. So it's like it's so confusing, like what his gimmick is supposed to actually be. His outfit reminds me of like the D'Lo Brown chest protector. Like it's oh, it's got to yeah, be a lot of padding. Yeah, well, because he probably had a huge gut, so they had to make him look like like in shape when he was actually wrestling. Until you find out that he's just not in shape at all. I yeah, feel like probably... Oliver Platt did not train at all for this movie. Like yeah. he's like. Hey, whatever. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to hold this guy in. <laughs> yeah, get that Chris Canyon kid to be me. We have a, a similar body type. 
Yeah, I mean, they probably didn't tell him that he needed to train. Like, I doubt that anyone on this production took it seriously at all, except maybe David Arquette. Yeah, he's no Logan Paul in the ring. Oh, Jesus. Apparently, David Arquette, so, you know, obviously, after this movie came out, WCBW wanted to promote it, and they did that by fucking putting the goddamn heavyweight belt on David Arquette, an actor. Which he had, which with he had no wrestling them, experience at that time. Yes, which David Arquette had told them that he didn't want to do it and yeah. he wouldn't do it because David Arquette is a wrestling fan through forever. Yes, and he he told them he told he told Vince Russo no multiple times, and then finally, like he like convinced them, and he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." And then it was like obviously one of the worst things ever. Should put the bell on Scott Cad, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like in the David Arquette documentary, in the beginning, he's like constantly lamenting over like why he like even did that at all. Because like blaming he's like saying that for like ten years he would go to auditions and they would take one look at him and they would be like, Oh wait, you're the guy who did the wrestling thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they just wouldn't get like he just wasn't getting the part at all. Like, for 10 years, he just, like, didn't do anything in his marriage to Courtney Cox involved in everything. And he was like, I can't, like, he couldn't get past it. And then he would go to a wrestling show, and everyone hated him because they were like, you you're, you killed WCW. And he was like, you don't understand, I didn't want to do this, and I hate myself for doing this. So that's, like, half the rate, that's, like, the main reason why he decides... To actually like train to be a pro wrestler, but it's you got to watch. You can't kill David Arquette. It's 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 phenomenal. Like like I said, to be it's one of the best documentaries that I've yeah. ever watched. There's some hokey shit in it, but like when it gets real, I I was just like, holy shit! Oh yeah, like, the Nick Gage thing is nuts. That that even I mean, like, got in there. I mean. The first 20 minutes is, like, hard to watch, like, yeah. the shit they talk about and, like, show. But, like, the Nick Gage shit, like, I remember my dad walked into that, and, like, he's like, is this is this real? I'm like, oh, no, it's, like, wrestling stuff. He's like, no, I think he's really hurt. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I guess he really is. We were watching it live. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No, like, I was watching the documentary, and, like, oh, the documentary okay. footage, yeah, like, documentary footage was, like, I was, like, oh, like, he's fine, you know, it's okay, and my dad's, like, ah, you know, people don't bleed like that unless they're seriously hurt. I'm, like, all right, I guess it's worse than I thought. Yeah, he almost <laughs> died that night. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's Gage, fucking... like, just shot on him and, like, stabbed him with a light tube in the neck. Hmm. Yeah, Luke Perry, may rest in peace, had like drove like was there and drove him to the hospital. Wow. Yeah, it's it it's a bonk it's a bonkers watch. Like yeah. it's a fucking menace. Yeah, that I'm I don't know how that guy is still alive, honestly. The Dark I mean, they, Ring episode on him is crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the he that's a that's a, that's a that's another separate podcast. Yes, there's uh, too Nick much Cade. to be said on this guy. Or just crazy, or like legit crazy wrestlers would probably be the the, the episode. Mm. 
<laughs> that could go on for a while. Yeah, that that that's going to be a multi-part series. Um, but yeah, like yeah, we're we're being the bush around here. But yeah, this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking about, like oh, like that. This is good. Like David Arquette, like he's actually good. He's a nice guy. Like we all love him. You know, all these WCW guys, like, you know, they're forced into this. Like, but man, this fucking sucked. <laughs> like, it, it, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a fun version of sucking. It was just like, man, no one, no one's a good guy coming out of this. No, no. no. Like, like this, this, uh, it's just, everyone's covered in poop. And yeah. there's no, there's no toilet, there's no TP truck. To give us a sign from God that we should meet our heroes. <laughs> yeah, it's quite it, it's it's quite atrocious as like as, as any form of cinema. Yeah. It is one of those movies where you where like you cringe watch or you just watch with your friends and you're like, I can't believe that th- like this is the uh, this is the nothing's on. What's that? No, not even that. Like the five point three user review on. IMDb, that seems generous. Like, I wouldn't wish this upon my friends. Well, I mean, if you know IMDb ratings, that's actually pretty low for IMDb. So there's a lot of bad movies that are actually highly rated by IMDb users, so... Yeah, like, that's one thing. Like, are people giving this... Are they review-bombing it, like, 10 stars for some reason? Like, no, don't don't waste that effort on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it has a 52% audience score. That... That's too much. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel I would be surprised if there's five star reviews, but I am seeing a couple of like threes there. I would Apparently, give, the San Francisco Examiner gave it a sixty-three out of a hundred. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I would give this. I would give this three. Sounds good. Like, you know, on occasion, I had fun, but like. Basically, like, the 3 out of 10 is when they're doing fake episodes of Nitro, where it's like, maybe I should just watch an actual episode of Nitro. Yeah, I, I would give this movie two stars. Yeah, one guy gave this three stars because it has Sid in it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up is in this. Yeah, thing is in it. No, there is a five-star rating. The best wrestling movie ever made in still holds up in the laugh department. No. That guy is classic. That's fucking Vince Russo. That yeah. guy lived, that guy, that guy has, got depressed watching The Wrestler. This guy definitely, he had to have either trolled or he's like, or he he's either trolling or he has to be from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, man, the, the, wrestling, the wrestler made me sad, so... You know, I'm gonna go with this. This, uh, this fucking movie makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, I would rather watch the the Scooby Doo WrestleMania movies because that could be fun. Yeah. yeah. Yes, this movie does make me embarrassed. It is. It is definitely. It is one of the movies where you clearly watch when there's nothing, nothing, nothing to do. When there's less than nothing to do, you watch this. Yeah, it is really, I would rather watch paint dry than watch this movie again. Yeah, if you're watching I would just it with try your to friends, fall asleep. 
Yeah, if you're watching it with your friends, it's like, it can be fun. All of you laughing at how bad this is. But it is not a so bad that it's beautiful. It is just very bad. Just bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's boring. It's fucking cliche. It's cliched as shit. Like if you've seen, if you've seen any late nineties like raunchy comedy, you've seen this movie. Oh yeah, this just has a wrestling angle tacked onto it. Further, mm-hmm. just watch the music video for "My Own Worst Enemy" by Lit, which appears like multiple times in this fucking movie. Yes. Like, but like, I mean, that's that's probably a better time or better use of my time if I'm like I missed 2000 like I'll just watch this fucking music video I'm sure it's great maybe <laughs> I, at least it's not an hour and 45 minutes yeah. well that's how long this podcast is so I guess we might as well call it Peter Rumble is yeah. a pretty crappy movie and I don't have any other closing statements we want yeah. so that you don't have to if you're morbidly curious it's free to watch on YouTube with ads. I don't think it is anymore because I looked it up and it was it was rent or buy on YouTube now. Oh crap! So they must have changed it. Well, they they knew we were watching this, <laughs> so I, I would not find... recommend renting or buying. Don't yes. spend your hard earned money on this. Yeah. Movie yes, like I, I would. I would strongly advise that you do not ever pay to watch this. We are part of the Patreon now of every wrestling podcast or YouTuber has to talk about this movie. Just listen to us talk about it. Watch other people talk about it. Don't actually watch it. Just no, unless you can get it for free, don't watch it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, There's many, so many, many people who talk about this movie, now including us. Just re-listen to us talk about it if you really want to watch it. Yes, many fine young individuals gave their time and lives for this movie so that you don't have to watch it. We are goddamn heroes. Yeah. It's probably made its money back via people having to review this movie because they have a wrestling YouTube channel and or podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been Why Does This Exist? For each and every one of you who have stuck with us this long, thank you. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed your WrestleMania weekend. And we hope to God that you never watch this movie. I'm Chris. And I'm Rob. And I'm Baseman Frank. <laughs> and remember, question everything. Good night, everybody. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.